Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community College, in Philadelphia. Continuing with the Shemayna Prakim of the Rambam. And the Rambam is in the middle of now of discussing a topic that is the next logical topic in his thesis over here on correct and proper appropriate Mita's work. The right balance for every Mita is that balance in the middle. The healthy Nefesh has healthy behaviors, and those healthy behaviors are taking every meter, not having too much of it, not having too little of it, having that balance in the middle of in all meters. Not too much pride, but not too much humility, not too much anger, but not too much tolerance, not too much generosity, but not too much lack of generosity. Now, what do we do with what do we do with those people that are going above and beyond, beyond the pale? The Rambam has now been addressing that. He said, first of all, like they said, there isn't a concept of going slightly beyond the norm. You want to tip yourself slightly towards one extreme. That's called Lithnim That's the behavior of the pious, of the Hasidim, to go Lithnim Be more generous than what's expected. More tolerant than the norm. A little bit more motivated than exactly the middle of the road. And that's healthy. That's, that's, it's okay to strike that as a, as a ongoing um, type of pattern, behavior. It's okay to find yourself in that position because you're going above and beyond the call of duty, but not too far. Not too far, too far is unhealthy. What about, said the Rambam, sometimes you see people that are going too far. You see people that do all kinds of wacky things, crazy wacky things, in terms of their lifestyles, in terms of how they eat, how they conduct themselves, how they deal with other people. They, 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 they isolate themselves, they seclude themselves, they'll go on crazy kind of um, uh, diet plans, in ter- depriving themselves, denial, that seems to be, according to the Rambam, something that is that is unallowable. That seems to be something that is, again, this is extreme behavior. Extreme behavior is always going to be a sign of disease and an unhealthy place to be. So the Rambam told us what we saw yesterday was, yes, it's true, it's unhealthy disease when it is ongoing, when it is long-term, when it's something that is always being done. Indeed. That is not where you want your nefesh to be. And if a person is, 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 is exhibiting extreme behavior, wacky behavior, permanently, it means that he has an illness. So how come you'll sometimes see someone who's established us to be pious, a chassid, someone who's known for his upstanding behavior, why is he indeed in one of those extremes? Says clearly he has an issue that he has to work on. Because the Raman did tell us that the whole approach to working on enemies is to bend the meat to one of the two extremes. If I have an issue with Overeating, I have to undereat. If I have an issue with, with with arrogance, I have to be extremely meek, extremely humble. If I have an issue with anger, I have to be extremely tolerant. So if you find a chassid, someone who is known to be a pious person, exhibiting extreme behavior, it means he's working on something. It means he's dealing with a, with a meat issue. There are people, now the Ram is going to follow up with, and we, we, we mentioned this briefly yesterday, that are... are, are um, constantly exhibiting extreme behaviorisms. And those people are, are, are indeed the unhealthy people. They're not the pious people. And sometimes they can be thrown off by the pious people. That's the, our next paragraph over here. That not everyone understands this. If we don't learn the Rambam, we don't understand that sometimes someone who's a chassid, someone who's a pious and balanced person needs to go to an extreme in order to work on a meet. If I don't get that, and I see him doing extreme things, extreme... Um, 
extreme, extreme schedules, you know, getting a very, 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 very early, staying a very, 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 very late, uh, very long Shmona Esrays, very long Tehillim sessions, extreme tolerance, extreme withdrawal from this world. I don't understand that sometimes you have to do that, sometimes it's appropriate to do this, to work on something. I'll think, oh, that is the behavior to emulate, that's what to, to strive for, that's the ideal. I'll take that as an ideal because I won't be uh, in the know. I'll be misled by the fact that A, he's a, a pious person who's known established to be pious, and B, he's doing something extreme. That's what it means to be an ex- uh, a pious person, to kind of do extreme behavior. I won't realize that he's really just following the Rambam's approach to working on Midas, and this can create all kinds of confusion, and this can create um, not pious people doing wacky things, but wacky people doing wacky things. Let's see. The When the Xilim, the fools, when the fools see that the pious are doing extreme things, the Xilim, the Xilim are the fools, why are they fools? We'll get to that in a moment. They don't understand why the Chasim are doing this. I see, they see a Chasid who takes a tiny deep, won't speak to anyone for, for a whole month straight. He won't talk to anybody. He goes for a whole month straight into isolation. Secludes himself for a month straight. He, he won't. He won't eat anything but cold oatmeal. But when the fools see the chasim doing this, Chaz Shem Tov says, "Ah, this is this is this is the uh, ideal. This is the spitz. This is the pinnacle of of the uh, you know the epitome of 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 tzidkus of, uh, of piety. This is what to strive for. That's what the fools think when they see the chasim doing this." They want to, of course, emulate the pious. They want to be like the pious themselves as well. Oh, so how do I become pious? I want to be just like them. That's my idol. That's my model. So I'm also going to torment myself. I'm going to afflict myself. I'm going to put myself in discomfort just like they are. They pat themselves on the back. They say, ah, look, I, I made this breakthrough. I achieved what they achieve. I'm, I'm a pious person now, also, because I made it. I worked on myself that I can also deny myself de- uh, from this world, deprive myself of, of, of normal things, and make myself this this uh, hermit, just like they. And and I I, I made it. I made it. I, I'm I'm following the model of my my uh, role models over here, my heroes. They think they're doing the right thing. They think that by, again, being in a state of denial, in a state of precious abstinence, denial of one's own needs, that, that this is what brings me the closest possible that man can get to God. This is going to make me close to God. And they feel that, I, I get it. I get it. Why why you? Why are my role models, my idols, why are the Hasidim doing that? I see they barely eat, they barely sleep, they barely talk to anyone. It's, it's clear, say the fools to themselves, that that's the best way and the right way, and the only way to come close to God, because it must be the body gets in the way of relationship with God. That's why the Hasidim are doing this. That's why the Hasidim are so into self, into, into um, denial of one's needs, and into um, suppression and repression and depression, because the only way to come close to Hashem is to be very sad, and to be very withdrawn from this world, and to be not involved in this world, and not to enjoy anything in this world. It must be that my physical body, my physical existence, gets in between myself and my Creator. And that's what the Hasidim are doing. 
Aha, that's what the fools think. That's what the fools think. And this is a Christian concept. This is nothing short of a Christian concept. <laughs> Not a Jewish concept at all. The Christian concept that the body gets in the way of God. That the body necessarily is a conflict to relationship with the Rebbeinu and and you know you have to make a choice: is it going to be God, or is it going to be a good life? Is it going to be God, or is it going to be my body? Is it going to be God, or is it going to be enjoying this world? And they, they, the the fools see from the Hasidim it must be that it's one or the other. Because look, remember the Hasidim, these the pious, pious, holy, holy people. They barely eat, they barely sleep, they barely talk, and they don't realize they're only doing it because they want to work out a midah. I say, how come I see them doing it? Even though they're already very holy, already very pious, we mentioned this yesterday. The bigger a person becomes a chassid, the more he becomes a chassid, the more he's acutely aware of the fine tuning that he needs to be that needs to be done. The more he's aware of little things become more glaring, little things become more obvious, little things get take on tremendous detail when you are the greater you become. The more you notice the details, you see things, you know, up close, and you see microscopic details because you've worked on the macroscopic, right? Like they have this new telescope, the uh, James Webb, I think they call it, right? All kinds of crazy things out there in the universe that they never saw before. All kinds of amazing details. There's great, it's, it's a tremendously um, acute and astute telescope which can see in the fine details. Something that's very obtuse and blunt only sees blunt things. So a person is not yet a chassid, he only sees the obvious problems that he has to work on. So he works on that. A chassid will find someone, even though he seems to be a very piously person, counterintuitively, he's the one that's still you know, den- denying himself um, indulgences, he's working on his speech, he's working on seclusion, things like that. Why? Because he's acutely aware of all the little things that he has to work on now. But the fool doesn't realize that. The fool thinks that, ah, why is this chassid, why is this pious person, you know, always in a state of working on something of abstinence, precious denial, why is he doing that? Must be, because that's the ultimate level to reach in Avodah Hashem must be that there's a conflict, an inherent conflict between my body and God. But that's that's the mistake that the fool makes. Yes. Um, what about the other extreme when there's um, a guy? Would he be considered the opposite of a fool if you were to think that this pious individual was, in fact, crazy? Because he doesn't understand it, and therefore he should not do what he's doing because he's not understanding what he's doing. Should he not? Like, what is that considered? Yeah, so the, the lesson of the Ram over here is that you never emulate, just emulate people. You've always got to understand what you're doing. You never just want to copy someone. So that would be considered a wise person who doesn't emulate? A wise person who finds a Rebbe, or learns the Rambam, to be instructed what, what, what makes sense for him, what's the right thing to do. Not okay. just to copy. Alright, and if he doesn't understand why that's the right thing to do? Find someone to explain it to him. Okay. He has to consult with the wise. To go have a, an appointment with Rav Moshe over here to sit with the wise. Okay. <laughs> okay. The Haim La Yadu. So again, that's what the fools think, but they don't realize She'elu Apulos Ra that that just to take this on as a lifestyle, denial, abstinence, suppression, repression, depression. They don't realize that depression. depression. Yes, that's a depression. Yes. So they think that that's the spitz, just to be very gloomy and sad and lonely and all. Yeah. I mean, so, oh, this is, this is where you're supposed to be. That's what they're going to think, right? Because they're following these pious people. They think that, oh, that's, that's just, that's a yid. 
You know, Sashvetz is hang the think that being Jewish, if you want to really, you know, reach the ultimate level, you just have to be kind of like a sad, lonely, gloomy person. That's what they're going to think. They're really, they're, they're just, they're getting themselves sicker and sicker. You know what you can compare these people to? These fools that are just blindly emulating the pious without understanding why, why the pious are doing that. You can compare them to the following. It's like a fool, like, like a, a, um, a non-discerning person, an unintelligent person who sees a doctor. A doctor treating a, a very ill patient. And he gives him, this guy's about to die, and he gives him some kind of, uh, you know, Rams are going to refer to some some medicine, which is reserved, a very potent, very powerful medicine, which you only reserve for someone who's about to die. And the Ba'aravi, what's it called in Arabic? Shacham Chantel, says the Rambam. Remember, he wrote this originally in Arabic, so they didn't have the translation. With Velaz, and in, in um, the final, I know this is um, maybe... Uh, no, it's not, not Yiddish, I don't know what this is. Kolkantrida uh, Vashkum, is it Italian or maybe? I don't know. Kolkantrida Vashkum Ashkamania Vashabar, it's another Arabic uh, herb there, Uvalaz, which is aloe, says the Rambam. Uchayaitzabahem, um, so th- this, this, this fool will see a doctor giving someone medicine, very strong, very potent medicine because the guy's about to die. Vinupu Mechayim, he said, oh, he got better, Vinupu Menabavas. He was brought back from the brink, had Gemura, and he came back to life. So this idiot is going to see this and think, if they can bring this guy back from the dead, it must be the best thing for me. I'll take that as a dietary supplement, right? I'll take that as vitamins every day. It'll make it even stronger, right? So this, this fool is going to be taking, every day is going to be taking a dose of what? Of this shacham chantel every day. That's right. He's going to make him sick. You know, we could give a muscle like this. The guy's in a hospital and he sees and the guy goes into someone, Chasashon goes into cardiac arrest and they take out the, um, the defibrillators, right? The shock, and they give the, you know, shock him back to life. It's like, wow, if, if the, that, the defibrillator um, can, can bring him back to life, the shock treatment, this must be even better for someone who's, who's already healthy, he's going to make me even better, right? So he, yeah, <laughs> he takes the, that's right. So he applies the shock treatment to himself. That's my what the rabbi is saying, right? This guy's an idiot, right? He's an idiot. Cain, Elu, heim chayle, and afash suffolk. The same thing's going to happen with illnesses of the soul. If they see the chassid, yes, the chassid is not eating normally right now. He's not sleeping normally. He's not talking to people normally because he's working on something, because he's ill. If I decide to take that on as a, like, just a practice, a normal practice, it's going to make the fool very sick. So that's, that's an interesting and very, very poignant um, the, uh, development here from the Rambam of, of, of um, how to, people can misunderstand the behavior of the Chazi. You never just blindly follow, blindly copy, blindly emulate. And yes, I see a role model of mine. I see the, 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 the big, the Godel Ador, you know, of Arnold Steinman. He was famously, denied himself all kinds of things. He barely ate, he barely, he wouldn't sit on a chair that had a back. He never sat on a chair that had, he st- sat on stools, he lived past 100, he would never sat on a chair that had a back. So, oh, that's how I'm supposed to live also. No, for me, that's going to make me sick. He did it, Rabbi Einstein did it because he became so great. He saw the minutiae, the little, little things that he wanted to work on, so he barely ate, he would barely sleep, he would barely enjoy anything in this world, because the level that he reached, he saw now what he wanted to work on. So he was bending himself to an extreme to be able to work things out. 
But if we're not holding there yet, we don't pick up, we don't have the James Webb telescope that Rebar and Leib Steinman had, the telescope of the soul, we're working on obtuse things right now, big things right now. So if we would try to emulate that behavior, that would just make us sick. That would be like taking the defibrillators and, 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 and shocking ourselves, giving us shock therapy when we don't need the shock therapy. It's not a healthy thing, an unhealthy thing. And these people are fools because, uh, what is a fool? Really, what's a fool? A fool is someone who doesn't see beneath the surface, who doesn't, it's not a lambdin, doesn't see the, 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 the kishkas of what's going on. He doesn't grasp the, the, the depth of what's going on. He sees things on the surface, he grasps things on the surface, and he works with only surface information, surface understanding of things. And on the surface, hey, this is the spitz, this is where it's at, this is how you can become closer to God. But he doesn't understand that, that the person is doing it because he wants to work on something. I become close to God by being normal. By being normal, and that's why he's a fool. Okay? So we'll stop over here. Yvonne should grant us the ability to be wise people, to be lamdanim, um, and not, not fools. And uh, we'll continue tomorrow. Aren't